Welcome back to the only podcast rated number one by Land of Sweets magazine, your source for gingerbread feelings, the stocking stuffer you wish you could give all your in-laws. Yes, it's a special holiday episode of Beethoven Walks Into a Bar. I'm Mike Gordon, Principal Flute of the Kansas City Symphony. I'm Jason Sieber, the Associate Conductor. And I'm Stephanie Brimhall, the Director of Education. So we want to thank you all for listening and for sticking with us and uh, make sure that you like, subscribe and review the podcast. In fact, if you leave a review on any of our podcast platforms, uh, we promise to read your review on the show. Promise. Yeah, we do. So yeah, we you do. could think of it. Think of it as your gift to Mike, Jason and myself this holiday season. Leave that review. Mm. Make sure you like um, you know, what is the holidays without a little gift giving, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So music is also a huge part of the holidays. And uh, this year is special because, of course, live music is back. And that is true. We've been back in the hall. We've been playing all of our favorites. Handel's Messiah um, kicked everything off. We're doing Home Alone with live orchestra. The ballet and the the symphony are performing The Nutcracker all month long in December. And of course, the king of the holiday dad joke, Jason Sieber, he is back with a spectacular edition of the Kansas City Symphony's Christmas Festival. Oh boy, that's right, Stephanie. I First of all, I have to say it has been incredible this week being back in the hall with Messiah. Um, it's just so great to hear singers back in the hall. You know, of course, the orchestra's been, been back for a few months now. But to hear our glorious symphony chorus again and these fantastic four soloists that have been uh, performing Messiah, it's just been a real treat. And of course, we have Christmas Festival, um, the week of the 16th through the 19th, the weekend, I should say. And what a special time it is to be back performing all this wonderful holiday music. Like you said, I mean, the holidays are really about great music, and it's one of the best ways that we celebrate. So we have an incredible lineup of all your favorite holiday tunes and really great arrangements of them on Christmas Festival. We have Ashley Brown, Broadway star, who uh, was the lead role in Mary Poppins, both on Broadway and in the national touring cast of Mary Poppins. She's awesome. We have a local singer, Lee Langston, that's fantastic. We have the symphony chorus. It is really my favorite thing that we do every December here at the Symphony Christmas Festival. It's just so much fun. So hopefully you could check it out this year. Well, guys, here on Beethoven Walks Into a Bar, we always try to help our listeners discover music from around the globe. And so we thought it would be fun to share with you some holiday music from all around the world today. And we have quite an eclectic mix. You know, we all have our favorite holiday tunes, and we even know some carols from England that might have originated there or Ireland or wherever else. But we're really going to dive deep go all over the globe and give you some really fascinating holiday music that we have found. That's true. And uh, I actually had a blast scouring the internet, uh, (laughs) searching for some new Christmas music that I had never heard before, and I suspect you've never heard before either. So we're going to go all around the world here, and we're going to start in New Zealand, Mm. because I found a uh, pretty incredible riff on the 12 Days of Christmas called A Pukeko in a Ponga Tree. This was written... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'll say that again. A Pukeko in a Ponga Tree. I love it. (laughs) And and uh, by the way, we're gonna we're gonna provide uh, links for all these uh, in the show notes so you can watch them later. I mean, they're they're all songs, but uh, 
there are some pretty awesome videos to go uh-huh. along with <laughs> with all of them. So uh, this one was uh, written in 1981 uh, by Kingi Ihaka, and it's a Maori spin on the better-known 12 Days of Christmas. And we don't have time to translate all the lyrics for you right here, explain uh, what all the different plants and animals and things that are uh, that are in this song. But first you should know that a pukeko is a type of swamp hen. Of course. So... Yeah, of course, it's a swamp hen. And a, I knew that. It wouldn't that. be Christmas without a swamp hen. Jason and Stephanie hen. are long-standing Maori <laughs> scholars, so I, I have a lot of That's catching true. up to do. Uh, but the, the ponga is a giant fern tree which grows in New Zealand. So the pukeko in a ponga tree is a, a swamp hen in a in a fern tree. But you'll also hear about the pipi, which is a small shellfish, and the kumara, which is a yellow sweet potato that's purple on the inside. And my personal favorite here, you'll hear about the hoo-hoo grubs, uh, which is a small <laughs> edible grub or beetle found in New Zealand. And apparently it's a Maori delicacy. So uh, if you go to World Market or somewhere like that, ask if you can find some uh, hoo-hoo grubs, or maybe there's a international food purveyor on Amazon you can try. I don't know. <laughs> Santa filled my stocking with hoo-hoo grubs last yeah. year, actually. Yeah, that was... Usually I get coal, but I got hoo-hoo grubs last year. That's yeah. that's a lovely gift. It's a lovely yeah. gift. On the first day of Christmas, my true love came to me A pukeko in a palma tree On the second day Okay, so now that we've been to New Zealand, of course, uh, as any of our listeners would know, my wife is Australian, and if I only mentioned a song from New Zealand and not one from Australia, well, then I would have to leave the house on a indefinite basis. I'm surprised that you led with New Zealand. I mean, how could you not lead with Australia? Yeah. I, I wanted to close with Australia. I see. see. Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so this is an Aussie version of... Jingle Bells, which I think you'll really like. This is uh, a holiday hit from 1996 by the duo Bucko and Champs. I know we have a lot of Bucko and Champs fans out there, and it is a proverbial Rosetta Stone of Aussie slang. So uh, does anybody know what a Holden ute is, for instance? A Holden is a, uh, is a make of car in Australia, and a ute is kind of a general term for sometimes it's used for pickup like trucks truck, yeah. or what we call an SUV but it's also a a car that we don't really make here anymore it's you know in the style of the old El Caminos you know sort of a ah, sedan in the front with yeah. a pickup truck bed in the back so anyway you'll hear about yeah. that you'll hear about an esky in the boot it was a long time before mm-hmm. i knew what an esky was it's a cooler like a that you'd put you know cold drinks in oh because, you know, of the Eskimo brand. Like an Eskimo, right? Esky. Uh, anyway, all sorts of that uh, manner of thing. And I saw this video and heard the song and just thought it was hilarious. And it somehow embodies everything about Christmas in Australia. Dashing through the bush in a rusty holding ute. Kicking up the dust. Esky in the boot. Kelpie by my side. Singing Christmas songs. It's summertime and I am in my singlet shorts and thongs. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to take us uh, out of out of the Australia, New Zealand, down under, and we're going to go uh, to uh, South America. So 
there's a Venezuelan uh, tune called El Burrito de Belén, um, the little donkey from Bethlehem, or Mi Burrito Sabanero, the little donkey from the Savannah. Uh, there, it's the same melody, um, the same message. Um, so it's a Venezuelan Christmas song, and it was written in 1972, and it's about a little boy traveling to Bethlehem with his donkey um, to to meet Jesus. Jesus is born. Jesus is in Bethlehem, and they're they're traveling across to see Jesus. And it's it was written in Venezuela, but has since become very popular all across Latin America. And um, the the research that I did, I you know I, I did a lot of googling. And there are a lot of different versions of the song, but it tip, it tends to be sung by children, which makes it extra sweet and cute. Um, so my favorite part is it's like uh, like a little refrain almost, and it just goes tuki 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 tuki, <laughs> and I've been singing tuki 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 all day long. <laughs> so uh, enjoy this little um, bit from uh, El Burrito de Belén. So I, um, I I love it. I love that kids are singing it. And um, I, I hope that my children, I'm going to teach it to my kids this holiday season so they can uh, they can learn and sing Tuki 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 all over the house. They might already know it if you've been singing it around the house, like you said. You well, that's true. Yes, they do pick up a lot from me. Some some yeah. good things and some not so good things. So that's that that would be a good thing. Um, all right, now um, for a really really cool carol from Nigeria. So this is called Betelehemu, and uh, it's a Nigerian carol um, written in the language of Yoruba, which is a language um, uh, spoken in Nigeria. It was written in the 1950s by a drummer called Babatunde Olatunji. So Babatunde Olatunji. Um, and he came to the United States in the 50s to study at Morehouse College, which is a historically black, black college in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And he, when he got there, he shared this traditional Nigerian carol with um, the director of the Glee Club that taught at the school. And the two collaborated and created this version for men's choir of this Betelehemu carol. And it's become super popular Um and it's sung by traditional African groups. It's sung by uh, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir has a recording of it. Um, lots of different student groups and professional choirs have sung it a lot. And it, it's it's neat because it includes a lot of traditional drumming, some chanting, um, and these really uh, sometimes really cool and, and fun choreographies. So let's, let's listen to it. So as I was looking, I mean, it's really neat, right? Yeah. And as I was listening to it and kind of learning about him, so what I learned is Olatunji, uh, he went to New York after leaving Atlanta, and uh, I think he was studying like public service or something like that, not intending to pursue music at all. But in order to make ends meet, he put together a little drumming group in New York and ended up recording several albums so one of one of his first album i think was called drums of passion and i'm going to put a link to it in the in the show notes as well because it's an awesome album and it's like a lot of traditional african drumming 
But because of that, he got to work with some really cool artists. Um, he worked with John Coltrane, mm. Stevie Wonder, um, Carlos Santana, like sampled some of his stuff on on his first album. So like he's a really like talented guy who's worked with a lot of cool people here and uh, even got a Grammy nomination. So nice. Um, Nice. I love it. I think it's I think it's super fun to listen to and and that this is another one I, I want my kids to be singing this holiday season. That's cool, Stephanie. That's so cool. Well, speaking of trying to make ends meet and uh, trying to get your a musical career going, uh, my wife and I visited Seoul, South Korea a couple years ago, shortly before the pandemic actually. And what I was fat what we both were fascinated by was walking down the streets of Seoul, everywhere you go, you have small groups of people, sometimes large groups of people gathered around one or two or perhaps three or four singers with microphones, with uh, the music playing, uh, a track playing and them singing along. It's called K-pop. <laughs> and it is like all the rage in Korea and beyond. Actually, I, I know some people here in the United States that are huge K-pop fans. So this next holiday tune comes from that world, the world of K-pop. Um, that is, of course, a particularly uh, a particular and globally popular brand of music, like I said, from South Korea. And this was released by the group Starship Planet in 2013. When I hear Starship Planet, all I can think is like Jefferson Starship, like The Search is Over, one of those great 80 tunes. But this is equally poppy and fun. Uh, and the name of the tune is called Snow Candy. Loosely translated uh, from Korean, it is a love song. It's a love poem, really from a man to his love who is sweet like candy, and it shines so brightly with her beauty that he cannot see. If you like cheesy Christmas music, like if you like Wham! Last Christmas, or like Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas, if that's your favorite type of holiday music, you're gonna love Snow Candy. Check this out. Yeah, that that it, you really kind of need to watch the video as much as listen to it because <laughs> that's true because it just pulls it all together. You know, it's and of course, you know, when you listen to it, unless you happen to speak Korean, uh, you won't understand what they're talking about, and it's not immediately obvious that it's a holiday tune, but it is. And um, I mean, I for one have been a, a longstanding member of the BTS Army, and now <laughs> I am. Uh, now I am a lifelong Starship Planet fan as well. I've been a Psy fan ever since of course. Gangnam Style came out. Nice. Whenever that came out a few years ago. So yeah. I can't I can't lie, my kids often sing Gangnam Style around the house. It's See, I told you they pick up interesting things. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And I you know, I think actually it it tells you something about music because, you know, like I said, most of us don't understand what they're singing about unless we take the time to go look it up. But the music itself is just fabulous. By the way, speaking, you know, we talked about cheesy Christmas music. I just watched a little uh, documentary thing about George Michael the other day, of course, one of the two people from Wham. Oh, really? Do you know that he wrote Last Christmas when he was only 21 years old? It's kind of crazy. Wow. And it's still stuck in our heads all I need to listen later. to more George Michael. I used to listen to George Michael all the time. I got to bring it back. He's the best. Yeah. I love George Michael. Well, our next holiday tune, Snow Snow, or known in its original language of Tauj Tauj, comes from Lebanon. It is a beautiful Arabic song by singer Nuhad Wadi Adad, 
otherwise known as Firuz, which simply means turquoise in Arabic. And she wrote this song in the 1950s, and in it, she paints a scene of snow falling on the night that Jesus was born. Let's take a listen to this song, Tauj Tauj. I think it's a really beautiful song. Once again, this is another one. All of these really, um, like like Mike or Stephanie said, I can't remember who said it, but we're going to put all the uh, links to these in the show notes and you can watch the videos because the videos are great. And plus you get to see the translations of all the text in English. And I, I just think that's a gorgeous song. And, you know, growing up in Erie and Cleveland, we saw a lot of snow. And that's always been one of my favorite things about the holidays. You've got to have a white Christmas, in my opinion. <laughs> this one I love, too. I mean, it's it's true of, of certainly the Nigerian song, and it really sounds like Lebanese music, you know, yeah. even though it's a, it's a Christmas song, um, you know, whereas K-pop obviously takes a great deal of influence uh, from American pop music. And I don't know, I wouldn't immediately say it has anything especially uh, Korean about it immediately, although now it's become so iconic, it, it really is identifiable with Korea. But this, as soon as you hear it, you know, it sounds like a song from Lebanon, uh, and it's right. it's incredibly beautiful, I think. Yeah. And I, I love that about it. Um, so our last song uh, that we're going to share with you is from Norway, and uh, this is called The Mouse Song, and it was written in 1946 by a man named Alf Preussen, Again, this is another one you really should watch the video that goes along with it, but it's a song about a family of mice celebrating Christmas. Aww. I mean, I, I, my instinct is to read to you the entire, uh, all, all the lyrics, because the story of it is is very sweet and also funny, but but I'll, I'll read you just a bit in English, not in Norwegian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can read the Norwegian for yourself later. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sparing yeah, us, Mike. No Thank problem, you. but... Um, the, uh, the the first verse should be more than enough to whet your appetite for this little ditty. So it goes, When nights are getting longer and lakes will freeze to ice, Mother Mouse warns strongly about a foul device. Ooh. We must avoid the mousetrap, oh, but there is not to fear. We'll all be celebrating at Christmas time this year. Oh, nice. Nice. A little twist in there. You know, mice seems to be a common theme around Christmas time. You have, of course, this mouse song. You have the rats in Nutcracker and their Rat King. That's one of my favorite scenes every year in the Nutcracker. And then, of course, in The Night Before Christmas, no one was stirring not even a mouse. So there seems to be a common well, theme. Well, Jason, mice celebrate the holidays, too. Don't discriminate. They do. You're good. They do. That is true. <laughs> uh-huh. That is very true. So let's take a listen. Let's take a listen to the mouse song. Love it. 
Well, Mike, I know that you said that that was the last one, but as we were chatting through this this episode, another one came to mind. So I hope you guys will indulge me. And uh, oh, please. It, so Jason yeah. also just said uh, a minute ago that you know you got to have snow, but I don't know if we've talked about this before. But my husband and I lived in Hawaii for a year. We had the great fortune of living in Hawaii, and he played in the orchestra. And I before that had never really paid attention. But are you familiar with the Hawaiian tune Mele Kalikimaka? Yeah, yes. of course. I Absolutely. Think, I think, you know, it's it's worth mentioning because it's a wonderful staple. It was, of course, made famous by Bing Crosby, I think, mm-hmm. was it, his is the, the most famous uh, recording of it. But the funny thing is, I've never lived anywhere. I mean, I grew up in Texas, so... I've never lived anywhere super warm at Christmas time. But when we were living there at Christmas, I mean, it's weird. And Mike, you probably experienced this when you guys visit Australia over the holidays because it's summertime in Australia. Yeah, it's the middle right? of summer. You go to the beach on Christmas. Right. Yep. So, I mean, it's strange. But but the neat thing about that tune is that it really does capture the holidays while also capturing like the the sun and the the beach and the and, and all of that, too. So why don't we have a quick listen to that as well? Malakalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. All right, well, that was a lot of fun, and um, I hope that everyone checks out uh, these these new new tunes. And I hope some of them were new to you. They were certainly new to me, and I'm excited to dive in more. All right, so in our previous episode with Caleb Quillen, we introduced a brand new segment for the show, The Beethoven Walks Into a Bar Top 5. Yeah. Um, it was super fun. We talked about overtures uh, with with Caleb and, and listed our top five overtures. Um, but then our genius podcast producer, Tim, you know, he thought that we were maybe just missing a little something. Mm. Uh, this top five, it needed a little bit more of a kick, a little more pop, a little more je ne sais quoi, right? ooh. ooh. Yeah. So we put our heads together, literally, <laughs> and realized what this top five was missing was a jingle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I'm very pleased to premiere this Beethoven Walks Into a Bar top five jingle. Oh, my gosh. Tim, hit it. It's the top five. 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 Beethoven walks into a bar. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Man. Guys, that was so much fun to put that together, but I have to say, I think we could all quit our jobs with the symphony and become full-time jingle writers. I'm just saying. It's that Do good. You know, it's best that good. world premiere ever. <laughs> I'll give you guys a little behind the scenes. So when we were making that, that we were doing it at the Kaufman Center in one of like the the practice studios, and I was just convinced that there were you know KCS musicians standing outside the door, like what the heck is going on in there? <laughs> Thank God there wasn't. But now you've all heard it. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, we are going to do a top five list today. And because this is a holiday-themed episode, we thought it would be fun to name our top five holiday films. There are so many good Christmas movies. uh, And I know we all have our favorites. So let's hear what our three, the three of us, what our favorites are. 
Um, guys, what if you had to name your absolute number one top holiday film, what would it be? I'm curious. Number one. Number one. What's at the very top of your list? Ooh, number one. Well, I'll go because mine is mine is without a doubt. It's a hundred percent my favorite, and it is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, good. We one. watch it every year, probably multiple times a year. I love the Muppet Christmas Carol. I love the John Denver Muppet Christmas album. I know they're not attached; they're not affiliated with each other. But the, to me, the holidays is Muppets. Yeah, it's a good one. I love that it. That is very good. You know, that's something that just got is getting premiered by many orchestras this December. Now you can do the live version with orchestra. <gasps> so I hope that we do no. it in the future here at the Kansas City Symphony because it's uh, that would is be that a fun right? Yep. Oh, put yep. that on the list. All right, Mike, what's your favorite? Do you know? I think if I had to pick a favorite here, uh, it would have to be The Snowman. Ooh. And this... It's a good one. Yeah. This is uh, a film from, I think it's 1981 or two. Somewhere around there. And uh, it's it's something I watched a ton as a kid. I mean, it's a film uh, just with... You know, the visuals, which are, you know, these beautiful hand-drawn animation, basically. Mm-hmm. I think it's hand-drawn. Um, and, and music. And it's it's a story of this boy who uh, whose snowman comes to life and takes him on this uh, fantastical voyage in the forest to meet the other snowmen. And then, of course, morning comes and and he melts. Uh, in, a, in a way, it's, it's a little bit... <laughs> I know, in a way, it's a little bit of a sad ending for a... For a kids, you know, holiday film, but I just, I remember watching that movie. I mean, it's only probably 20 or 30 minutes long. And I remember wearing out the VHS tape on that. (laughs) I would just play it over and over. That's a good one, Mike. That is a good one. And, you know, we did uh, Walking in the Air. The, the main song from the Snowman yeah, on Christmas main Festival song. a few years ago, I remember. And the movie itself, I mean, the film itself is also available for orchestras to do, right? I don't think I we've think done so, it yeah. here in Kansas City, but I know a lot of orchestras who've done it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know Mike would definitely want to play on that one. Oh, I'm, that one. I'm jumping in for that one. <laughs> what about you, Jason? Well, my favorite, my favorite holiday movie of all time, I don't think we would ever play the live version of because it doesn't have that much of an original score. But if you've been to Christmas Festival before, I talk about it like every year because it's my favorite holiday film by far. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's the <laughs> gift that keeps on giving the whole year. It's such a classic. It's just funny. I, I, I have the whole thing memorized. and uh, it's Do just you? Pretty, pretty much. Just ask my family. <laughs> I, I I have to like fight the urge to quote every single joke all the way through the movie. But it's a really good Doesn't film. Christmas Vacation have Mele Kalikimaka in it? It does have Mele Kalikimaka uh-huh. in it. Yes, it sure does. With Uncle Eddie uh-huh. trying to swim in the pool with his, you know, his hat still on and his flappers and everything. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's really funny. All right. Well, what other movies would you guys put in your top? Five. We that's our number one. What what would round out your top five? Well, mine. Um, if I were to if I were to name the rest of them, so mine. We're playing it with the orchestra soon. Home Alone yes. is also a classic. It's a classic in my house. My kids love it. I love it. It's we watch it multiple times throughout the year. I'm also going to pull the girl card right here and say. I love the movie The Holiday. That's a good one. Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet and Jude Law and Jack Black. I love it so much. Yeah, we just watched that last week. It's it's a classic. So good. Um, The original cartoon, um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Mm. is on on my list. 
And then maybe one that's a little less conventional, but I love and we try and watch um, over the holidays is Edward Scissorhands. Oh, oh. I kind of forgot about that. That is kind of a You know, like when he's like that. using his hands and like then it starts snow, like because he's making the ice sculptures and then it's yeah. snowing and it's all. And Winona Ryder gets um, like ice in her eyelashes. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know. Good, good one. one. That's a good list. Mike, what do you got? Well, uh, you know, I not surprisingly, our lists uh, are going to overlap some here. So I, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, also a yes. personal favorite. I don't know that I've watched it as many times as Jason, <laughs> uh, but that movie is just hilarious. I love I loved the scene where, uh, you know, they're on that... Um, that I don't know, steel oh, saucer yeah. yep. sled, you know, and he's just out of with the non nuclear cereal varnish to make it go even faster. With the, yeah. yeah, with the non, <laughs> yeah, and the whole shtick with the Christmas lights yep. and yep. you know him like driving under that log truck <laughs> with the family station wagon and everything. I mean, that movie is incredible. So uh, that's that's a top one for me. Home Alone, of course, another favorite for sure, and. You know, it's funny, I I still remember when that came out as I was a kid, you know, it was like an immediate sensation. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really, you know, if you think I'm not tuned into pop culture now, I really wasn't then. <laughs> and I remember all my friends in school were talking about Home Alone, Home Alone, did you go see Home Alone, Home Alone? And I hadn't even heard about it, and I didn't understand what they were saying, because they always said it so fast. I was like, what's Home Alone? Like, <laughs> oh, Home alone now i understand two words not one and yeah. two words not one and eventually i i got to see it and that that became a favorite of mine too um and, and speaking of heartwarming christmas stories i've mentioned many times i uh am of jewish heritage so i have to mention by jewish law it's in the talmud schindler's list mm. is one of my favorite holiday oh. films and i know I know it's not exactly an uplifting, feel-good, you know, silly hijinks kind of story, but everyone will agree it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, film. came out ar- around Christmas, and, and I remember watching it in my family. It wouldn't have been the Christmas it came out, but I specifically remember watching that film uh, with our Christmas tree up, because we had a Christmas tree, even though we were a Jewish family. It was just festive, and uh, watching that film and... Um, yeah, not a feel-good one, but a favorite. You know, I'm kind of ashamed to admit this, but I actually did not see Schindler's List until this year. Really? Um, I don't know how I managed to do it. I just, wow. I, I didn't okay. see it. Um, but what made me do it was my, so uh, for those who are listening here in Kansas City, um, the Union Station has featured the Auschwitz exhibit for several months. And my son, who is, he's 11, and they've been studying the Holocaust in, in school, he was just very interested and was doing a lot of like his own research. And so he and I went and saw the exhibit. And then basically my husband and I decided after he begged us many times to watch the movie, because, you know, they talk about the movie in school. Uh, we sat down and watched the movie. And that is a hard watch with um, a young child, but um, an excellent, excellent film. Definitely. So so make it a double feature because, you know, after you watch Sindler's List, you got to have something to to break the tension. Watch my last uh, nominee for my top five, also uh, same as Jason's, Die Hard. Die Hard <laughs> is a beautiful Christmas film, and you know when you hear when you hear uh, Beethoven's Ode to Joy with all those explosions <laughs> and so many like classic cheesy lines from Bruce Willis. I mean, there's there's nothing really that says Happy Holidays more. And Bruce Willis <laughs> and Die Hard. Yippee Kaye. Yippee Kaye. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
You know, there is a whole <laughs> internet debate about whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or is not a Christmas movie. I do think it is definitely a Christmas movie. It is not in my top five, though, Mike. But it would be right between number six and ten. I do like Die Hard. I do like Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman. I mean, it's just a great film. Uh, besides Christmas Vacation, I love Elf. We watch Elf every single year. Will Ferrell mm-hmm. is absolutely hilarious in that movie. Gotta watch that one. Um, my next one I picked mostly because it's not only a great film, but I love the music, Polar Express. It's just a really great score by Alan Silvestri, and I love the fact that Tom Hanks is playing like 38 roles in that film. Um, my wife's favorite holiday film, which I make her watch Christmas Vacation every year <laughs> against her own free will, and she made me start watching uh, the next film that I'm going to mention, and within like two years... I now very voluntarily watch it because I love it. It's a Wonderful Life, mm-hmm. which we did that score, the Dimitri Tiomkin score in one of our live um, film plus live orchestra series concerts. I think it was three or four years ago. And what was super cool about that was that Frank Capra, the director, had cut a lot of Tiomkin's original music. And so the concert version that you can watch with a symphony orchestra restores a lot of the original score. So there's about 30 minutes of music that no one had ever heard before the live concert version. So that was cool to kind of explore this great score by Dimitri Tiomkin. And my last, uh, my number five, well, these aren't in any particular order, but I agree with Stephanie. It's not Christmas in the Sieber household unless we've watched Muppet Christmas. Oh, yes. It's just so, so good. good. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's really wonderful. Uh, the the song that the big guy sings. And you know what? We were talking about rats and mice being in. Aren't there like the rats or Kermit, Bob Cratchit's like little office mates? And they get very cold because Scrooge won't give them any coal for the fire. That is right. That is indeed correct. Yes, yes. But that's, I love that film. Can I make, so, uh, so I had to make a confession to you guys, because when we were talking about making this list, it was actually pretty hard for me um, to come up with a favorite Christmas movie list, because I, I don't watch a ton of movies, but I, I happen to make a second list of five, if you'll indulge me. These are all movies that, oh my gosh. that you guys have included in your favorites that I have not seen. Oh. <laughs> so I just wanted to, to share that. Jason, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, you got to watch I've it. I've also never seen Miracle on 40, 34th Street. I know nobody mentioned it, but but that seems to be a come Ooh. up. I've also never seen The Polar Express. I don't know how I have children. How I, have you not I seen Polar know. Express with kids? Come on. I've also never seen Die Hard. I'm sorry. And Ugh, Jason, blasphemy. I've blasphemy. never seen Christmas Vacation. <laughs> All right. That ends this episode of Beethoven Walks wow. into a Bar. We are done. Sorry. I'm 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 walking off set. That's it. I don't know it. how, but I was like, how do I make a list? I haven't seen anything. And then I'm like, well, check it off. I haven't seen any of these. So I'm going to do a lot of watching this holiday season. You better. I'm very sorry. You better. I'm not talking to you again. I'm not going to speak to you again until you've watched all five of those movies. Okay, but so which, you better get busy. which one is the most egregious? Like, what? You know, I, I, I have to confess, too. I don't want to make you, I don't want you to feel okay, alone good. in this. So, so also several of the films on your list I have also not seen, including 
I'm embarrassed to say it's a wonderful life. Oh, good. That makes me feel better. Miracle on 34th Street. Polar Express I have not (gasps) seen. I've played bits of the score many times, but I've never seen it. So maybe what needs to happen is you and I should get together and have a little watch party and catch up. Die Hard I have seen, of course. I can talk you through it, you know, help you experience the film uh, more vividly. Maybe we need to to get together and enjoy... um, like holiday beverages, like some good spiked eggnog. Oh, well, I was just oh, going to say, beverage. that's a thought. I've seen every single film that we've mentioned today, but if there's eggnog, <laughs> spiked eggnog involved, then I'll, I'll come to the I, party. I, I have philosophical problems with alcohol and dairy, but I will just drink <laughs> some of the bourbon before you pour it into the eggnog. How there about that? There you go. I love it. We're doing <laughs> nice. it. Well, guys, believe it or not, this completes our first full calendar year of Beethoven Walks Into a Bar. We started in March of 2020, but we went all the way through 2021, and we've really had so many fantastic conversations with some really inspiring people, many of them musicians from right here in Kansas City and all over the globe. But most importantly, it has been a year of getting back to live music, as we mentioned. And I I feel like we've felt so blessed and so excited and happy to be back in the hall these past four months and performing for live audiences again. But I feel like we especially get all those gingerbread feelings that we mentioned earlier uh, (laughs) in the month of December. So if you get the opportunity, please share part of your holiday season with the Kansas City Symphony. We'd be thrilled to see you at a performance of Christmas Festival, which we have six performances between December 16th and 19th. And then we are performing um, the Film Plus Live Orchestra version of Home Alone from the 22nd through the 24th. We're doing three performances of that. That's a classic film, of course. Lots of fun. Check our website, um, kcsymphony.org, for tickets and information about which of those performances you can bring kids under the age of 12 to. We have a few for each of those that you can bring your young kids to. Young kids who who are not vaccinated. Kids under 12 are welcome if they are fully vaccinated. Correct. That, Just as a clarification. That is true, yes. And the best tickets available for Home Alone really are on Christmas Eve day at 11 a.m. The 22nd and the 23rd are almost sold out, um, but there might be a ticket here or there that you could get for that. So make sure that you... Well, if you come Christmas Eve, Jason will be there. I will be there all these performances. <laughs> Jason will be there, but I'm the Brim Halls are going to be there on Christmas Eve too. So, oh, nice! So I'm ex- I'm excited to come. I'll see be it. there for Home Alone on. Mike will be on Eve. stage. Yeah, <gasps> so all three of us will be there on Christmas Eve. So come check it out. It'll be before we drink eggnog. Yeah, definitely promise. before. Yes, for me yes. anyway. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. <laughs> so hopefully you can share part of your holiday season with us. But whether we see you or not, we hope that you and your families have a magnificent holiday season. And we can't wait to uh, create more episodes for you in 2022. Have a very Merry Christmas, a very Happy New Year from all of us here at the Kansas City Symphony.